Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the Coffee with Joffrey podcast. We are going all Christmassy in this episode. Now this will be the last episode before 2020 as well. So happy new year to you. Merry Christmas. I hope everything is great. Hopefully this podcast gives you a nice little insight of how you can enjoy Christmas. Stop worrying about dieting and trying to fit all of your training in. Take some time to enjoy with your friends, your family, uh, because that's what it's all about this time of year. So I got Georgie. Some of you who have listened to the podcast will know who Georgie is. She's done a lot on uh, emotional eating and you know the the disadvantages of crash diets and that type of stuff. We've talked a lot in the past, and she seemed like the perfect person to get on for this because, like I said before, she kind of delves deeper into what it actually means those food cravings and just all of those things related to food. So have a listen, take on some of the tips that we give. We do kind of um, highlight in the beginning that yes, it is a hard time of year. And I think that you should just not be trying to, you know, hit your health and fitness goals in the month of December if you are wanting to enjoy your Christmas. So have a listen. Like I said, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you. And I'll see you all in the new year. Enjoy. Okay, here we go. Georgie, welcome. Hi there. Welcome back. Hello. Still at the number one spot, so I thought I'd invite you back on Ooh, again. Christmas pressure. Yeah, well, seems to be a lot of people asking questions about managing expectations and food and exercise mm-hmm. over Christmas. It's kind of like a common thing. So who better to get on than the emotional eating expert to play on our minds and our food cravings and all of that stuff? Yeah. Have, have people Here been I am. asking you? Um, yeah, I think it's a difficult time of year for lots of people and there's a lot of pressure on Christmas and there's more food around and as we were just discussing before, Christmas seems to be starting mid-November now, so with the shelves lined with, you know, shiny biscuit tins and lunches out and all that stuff, there is an awful lot of pressure on people and, um, yeah, that's what we're going to discuss today. Yeah, we had our, my wife put our Christmas tree up in the middle of November. Oh, goodness me. Because... We're going home for Christmas to the UK, so she wanted a month with the Christmas tree. Mm. But it is starting earlier, I think. Um, I don't know. There's just so many different foods available. And as soon as you go to... It's kind of post-Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, you see all this stuff. So, yeah, I think um, it's harder for people, certainly at this time of year, to try and, you know, manage their health goals. So what I wanted to do is we just wrote down some points that we can kind of get across and just go through some things on how people can manage their expectations. Like I said, over, over the Christmas period, um, just give our, our experience and our thoughts on what it actually means and, you know, what the differences are from daily life to, you know, what your diet is doing over, not your diet, but your health and fitness is doing over Christmas time. So I think you wrote down some points, right? Yep. What's your, your number one? Now I know you, your number one is probably going to cover every single point, but what is your number one? The uh, being realistic. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we, we hit these points and it tends to be summer and Christmas, particularly overall, where suddenly we get this kind of um, pressure again, these feelings that we've not hit goals, that we need to look a certain way. And we kind of squash it into this pressure of having all these foods available, but then trying to hit these weight loss goals at the same time. And that creates a lot of overwhelm for people. And I think we need to be really realistic about what this is about basically it's christmas is what a enjoyment yeah. yes but it's a three-day period um it's about you know fun food social aspects 
Um, but what's happened is that it's been dragged into this really long period of time. And I think we have to be realistic about what you can possibly achieve over Christmas rather than putting this immense pressure on yourself to achieve everything during a period of time where it's even harder for people. Um, so for myself, it's about managing those expectations throughout the year of having a, um, you know, habits in place that support you through these periods rather than trying to cram it into suddenly trying to, you know, yeah. do it all in December. Like we, this is probably getting on to another point that we'll touch on, but Christmas is, you said three days. So I'm, I guess you mean like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. And probably a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. But it's essentially, it's not any more than a week, right? But it goes back yeah. to what we said at the start, that it can almost become this like six week, six week slog. Mm. And I guess it's just that mindset of if someone is still in that, um, you know, the idea of almost like that yo-yo diet in effect, it's like January's coming up and they're treating this kind of like, two or three days as a six week thing. Yeah. And that's a, probably where a lot of the issues lie, right? Absolutely. And it boils down to uh, the mentality that we have, which is always the all or nothing mentality with food and health and fitness in that unless we are um, being 100% perfect with our diet, unless we have you know no social occasions or celebrations, <clears throat> then there's no point in doing it. And actually you can eat foods and enjoy yourself and still take really positive actions um it doesn't have to be all or nothing but unfortunately this is the mindset that we fall into and it's a case of well you know this food is around i've got a party coming up this weekend so i couldn't possibly do anything now and it's <laughs> going to have to wait till january when i'm going to have obviously so much more motivation and willpower um, yeah like christmas parties can start as early as end of november start of december right so you could be going for i don't know a ladies night or going to a staff party for for christmas but again that's just one one night or one yeah. day and it's just like you summed it up that perfectly there it can get to like wednesday oh well, I'm, I'm going to brunch on yeah. friday anyway so yeah. you know what's going to be yeah. the difference and to be honest there's a big difference a if massive it, difference um and it's that old mentality i suppose of thinking well you've eaten something on the off limits list, something that you perceive to be bad, you know, you've eaten a chocolate bar, so therefore you've ruined everything, so you might as well go and eat more. And it's kind of that on a much larger scale for many people. Um, and, you know, for my clients, I always say to them, you may not be able to manage those social situations, um, you know, if you're going around someone's house, but you can still manage the rest of the day. You can still get up and do some exercise, go for a walk, you can still have a, a good breakfast inside you yeah it doesn't mean the whole day the whole week is written off and i think that's really important thing to consider that this is actually such a long stretch of time for people you know yeah six weeks yeah new year and then it's kind of like getting rid of all the stuff out the house that takes us probably to the 6th of january <laughs> and then we're trotting into february you know and that cycle continues it's it's almost like people buy into that process. They probably, without even realizing, they go in and buy in the chocolates and buy in mm -hmm. all the sweets and the treats, you know, mince pies and stuff like that to get into the Christmas yes. spirit. They're probably getting them in early yeah. and almost setting themselves up to fail because they're there. Yeah. Because if you've got that kind of like obliger mentality where yeah. if there's something on the side, you'll eat it. Yeah. And this is why I think it, it is hard for people because... Um, you know, food is a massive part of Christmas, you know, the chocolate tins and, you know, there's, there's some nice tasty stuff around. So people have that in their house. If you have a relationship with food where you can't moderate that and it's in your house for that period of time, then obviously you're going to eat that. 
and you know it's how do you manage that situation really i think one of the key takeaways for people listening to this one today is going to be uh you know you kind of said it earlier in terms of that all or nothing approach if you can't go into like this sort of period this festive period and you don't understand the value of what happens if you eat half a tin of roses and Mm -hmm. you don't understand what that actually means in relation to your even just maintaining or your health and fitness goal or how many calories that is or anything like that then you're already kind of in a you're already kind of losing right because it doesn't mean anything towards what you're trying to achieve yeah so it comes back to you should have been practicing these types of things Mm -hmm. throughout the year so you know that on Christmas Eve, when you go out and have, you know, 10 drinks and then on Christmas Day, you eat, you know, loads and loads of calories. You understand what that means and you know a way back from that. Whereas yes. a lot of people will yes. go, ah, I'm screwed. Yeah, now, exactly. Thing. And that's a skill that needs to be learned, really. And this is why it's, it's hard for people to start mid-December and suddenly be able to moderate or eat without guilt or not overindulge because that can't happen overnight. Um, and certainly for myself, I probably spent, I don't know, 15 years like in this mentality of stuffing my face at Christmas because it was the f- forbidden fruit and I knew at some point it would be restricted again um, but to get to the stage where that didn't rule my Christmas anymore was a process so as we were saying before it isn't about starting this stuff now it's about what can I do to make sure that this time next year I'm in a better place with my health I feel good in my body I don't feel this pressure on myself to eat all the foods um, and that starts pretty much it can start straight away, but it's, you know, yeah. it's a process. One of the things that I talk to a lot of the members on my program and, and people in general about is, you know, if you're someone who's getting to January and this is your New Year's resolutions, I personally don't have a problem with that arbitrary date of the 1st of January because if that's how you respond to expectations and that is, you know, you're someone who a little bit of an obliging mindset, like I said before, that's perfect. But what I'm more worried about is... If you are going to go and start following a diet or, you know, you're going to increase your exercise more than you would do normally, or you're going to be a little bit more restrictive with your food, whatever it is, I'm not worried about you doing that for one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however long it is. What I'm worried about is what the after effect of that is. And this is one thing that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. It was the podcast before this one where it was, you know, crash diets are having more of an effect on you than you realize. So I'm more, if, you, if you're someone who can, you know, if one of my members says to me, you know, Joff, I want to step up for January, feeling really motivated, I'll do dry January, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't got a problem with you doing that. But I need to know that by the time January ends, you're not just going to turn the switch off and go and just be doing no exercise yeah. and not worrying about your food. If you can go back to doing the healthy, the, you know, your healthy habits that you had before, I've not got a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that's definitely a much more rational approach to it. I think, you know, because I've done this myself for so long, that we fall in Christmas to this. We are very cleverly able to justify our actions by, you know, making out that January is going to be this kind of magical period um, where things are going to be very different and um, therefore you can eat exactly what you want now because you're going to deal with it in January and then that leads to that overload of the system. But that's not necessarily ever going to be the case because the same things are happening in January. So yes, 100%, if you have that more rational approach to food, but for most people, that thought process is more of a, dare I say, get out clause for tackling the things going on as they are today. And that doesn't mean 
massive restriction. It doesn't mean like not eating the Christmas chocolates, but it means understanding that cycle you're in and logically, is that going to get your results or is that going to be you sat here this time next year saying exactly the same thing? Yeah, like it must just come around so quickly. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I like what you said earlier about going out and exercising and I always see nutrition as much more of a sacrifice than exercise. Now, you know, you're more of the nutrition side of it, like most of the listeners know that. I'm more of the exercise side of it. And when I think about exercise and like my brand is Movement Wins, I don't actually see exercise as too much of a sacrifice, even uh, through the holiday period. Now, I don't mean that you need to be going when you go and travel, sign up for a gym or, you know, going and doing intense workouts every day. But just being active is actually no sacrifice at all. So what I mean by that is that you could be on holiday and you could wake up before everybody else wakes up mm-hmm. on, you know, on your holiday and go for a walk at seven o'clock in the morning or go for a jog or go and do a body weight circuit mm-hmm. or do whatever. And that's not affected anybody else in because everyone else is sleeping, right? So you could go and do that. The only downside of it is that it sucks for you a little bit because you're on holiday and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to get up, but there's no sacrifice apart from your own. Now, if you're going out for dinner with the family and then you make this huge sacrifice of, uh, I'm not going to have a drink because I'm following a diet or mm-hmm. you know, don't pass me the bread basket, that might start to have a negative effect on other people around you. So food is a much more difficult thing, right? Yeah, it is. And like I said, it, it's pretty much everywhere you go. Um, and I think, you know, peer pressure, Massive. there's just more food. <laughs> yeah. of, it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? You open the fridge and it's suddenly like this amazing array of foods that aren't available. A lot of people going back to the UK and other places at Christmas are kind of like, oh my God, there's so much chocolate and there's just so much more food available. So yeah, it's definitely harder to manage, which is why, you know, people always want a solution. They want to know like, what can I do? But it is about developing a relationship with food throughout the year that enables you to handle that. Because for most people, um, it's incredibly hard to moderate food. Most people can't, you know, cannot moderate food. It's almost impossible. And most people do feel stressed with eating. They feel guilty about the foods they've eaten. So it does always have that knock-on effect. So to develop a relationship where you are able to eat some of those foods not necessarily succumb to peer pressure but because you have the confidence to you know choose foods that you want and leave foods that you you don't is you know something that you that takes some time to develop yeah I like that we I I guess this is just a reflection of our coaching style as well like we're real people we understand real Mm -hmm. real life issues and someone might be listening to this and go, I'm going to find the solution of how I can manage my, you know, health and fitness over Christmas. And we're actually just saying, we know it's yeah. difficult. It is and very I think, difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. I think the thing is, again, it's, it's a hard um, advice to follow, but is to relax as much as you possibly can around food. Be rational about what you're telling yourself. So if you are now telling yourself, I'm going to just nail this box of chocolates because I'll deal with it in January try and think logically, rationally about whether that is the truth that you're telling yourself Um, and recognize that food is there, it's available and eat with enjoyment. So recognize why you're eating, you know, is it because it's there and it's not going to be sold in January or is it because you genuinely want to like, you know, 
Yeah. Have some food with your family. Yeah. It's, there's a very different way What's of What's the reason behind eating. it? Yeah. Because eating with enjoyment, then followed by feeling awful about yourself, it's is no not good a good for space anybody. to be. Yeah. yeah. I guess um, from like, you know, a lot of people from like an aesthetic point of view or wanting to lose weight, that type of stuff, mm-hmm. the body's amazing in terms of, do you know what? If you take two weeks off, it might have more of a benefit than you actually think. Yeah. yeah. If you go and just be a complete mm-hmm. pig for two weeks and don't do any, you know, non-exercise activity, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, there might be an effect, but if you just go and live your life and just make good choices here and there, mm-hmm. make sure you enjoy yourself, you won't lose anything in those two weeks of doing that. If you do it for a month, you might yeah. lose some, you know, lose some muscle mass, you might increase body fat slightly, but two weeks, there's not a lot of changes going on. And I can give you a realistic, um, you know, idea of that. One of, one of my clients at the moment, she's just gone through a 12-week period and she lost 10 kg. And then she said, right, I'm going to... And it, for those that live Abu Dhabi, Dubai, you know, there's so many things that have been on this last month. I'm going to take, you know, a week, 10 days off and then we're going to kind of carry on from there. And so she didn't do the things that I normally ask in terms of exercise and tracking and that kind of stuff. And she actually found that she continued to lose weight even when she wasn't mm-hmm. having to worry about her exercise and her, and her calories. And it just goes to show because I've definitely had conversations with her before where it's been the other way around where she's training as hard as she can and her weight's gone up a kg. She's going, you know, what's going on? I've been so restrictive with my food. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Why am I not seeing changes? It's just amazing that that time when she took to enjoy herself, yeah. she continued to work towards her goal. So in terms of like recovery and that process, there is benefit to actually going yeah. and enjoying yourself as well and i think there's there's major benefits to just having a level of consistency for myself and certainly my clients the problems arise because of the methods that are in place and it is that it's a classic restrict binge restrict binge yeah um and that is what leads to the problems it's not necessarily the foods as such that they're eating but it's the mentality of going back and forth and not being able to manage that so i know what's going to happen in january you know the gyms are going to be packed. People are going to be on their juice diets and whatever yep. else in this desperate attempt. We're going to be fighting through them in Facebook groups. I'm and... going to be all over this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be all over it. <laughs> I think we've already done a podcast about this, so we don't so, need to yeah. go there. But we should highlight that one again. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I always say to people that want to work with me is where we've got to think past weeks, you know, and we've got to think longer term and where do you want to be this time next year and I know the focus is always on like January weight loss or need to lose weight by February or whatever it is it backfires every single time because of that pressure you put on yourself in such a short period of time if you actually and this is a hard thing to get your head around looked from a longer term perspective didn't just focus on like my body my weight and started looking at other areas of actually what's going on in your life and your eating habits you would be in a totally different space this time next year i think this i've just thought of this in my head now it might be a good exercise for you to do if you're someone who's who is struggling to lose weight or you know get in shape or any of those things just think back literally get a pen and paper out think back and write down all the times that you've made new year's resolutions based on you know health and fitness Write down all the diets that you've tried, all the diets that your friends have told you about and seen results, all the things that you've thought about doing. Mm-hmm. Write them down on a piece of paper and you'll quickly realize that yeah. 
they're not they're not going to necessarily work yeah. are they and i think it is it's that recognition of recognition recognition uh, i don't think that's a word it isn't is it no recognize <laughs> It's recognising, particularly as we're ending a decade, which is kind of unreal, you know, what has happened throughout that decade. Wow, yeah. Is it the same patterns of behaviour or has there been improvements or have things gotten worse? And what methods have you been using to get there? Because I know it's not appealing to think long term, but again, it's like, what do you want out of this, you know? I think the, the long-term thing is because we both preach the long-term sustainable results, that kind of stuff. And you might look at my program and go, well, why is your program only 90 days? But the, the reason behind that is be, I need someone to stick to something yeah. for 90 days. And they actually need to see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. as well. Because I've, you, I've heard you say this before. You would like to have like a six-month or a 12-month program. But then people, people don't want to necessarily buy into that because yeah. they don't see the appeal. They don't see the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. But realistically, especially for what you do, because you attack deeper into what mm -hmm. food actually means and what habits have been built up, you yeah. need that time to work with someone, right? Yeah. And it's just that same thing of someone can put weight on for 20 years and then they expect the weight to come off in 20 weeks. It's yeah. like, come on, who are you less kidding than. here? Yeah, less than. A week. <laughs> yeah, a week. Yeah. Um, and I think that is it. And I've actually just done a post about this now saying that, you know, if you really do want to, you know, get long-term results, You've got to get out of this thinking about set dates and set, um, you know, numbers. You've got to look at the bigger picture. There's so much more to it, but it's so part of us. Um, you know, even this Christmas thing of January detoxes, Christmas, it, it's so part of us. It's, it's so ac accepted as the norm that someone then suggests something, you know, think long term. It's like, oh, okay. Have you got anything that you might say to your clients or you speak about in terms of small little changes that people can make and small things they can do on a day-to-day -day basis over something like the Christmas period? Um, for example, you know, like the obvious one would be like, hey, try and hit 10,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have your plate, make sure you got half the plate, protein and all that kind of stuff. I've never really delved into that. But I think what's important is these things do actually help. So when you see these little infographics and you see you scroll mm -hmm. through these things on Instagram, there is value to them, but they need to be practiced day in, day out. They yeah. need to be a big part of your life. Have you got anything like that that you might talk about? Yeah, for myself, I mean, for me, I think it's really important to be realistic about what people are going to do because you, the last thing you want to do is overwhelm people with like, you've got to, you know, portion things off and do this we've got to be realistic about what people are actually going to do so they feel more confident about those decisions rather than feel defeated that they, you know, ate a plate full of carbs instead of protein. But like I said at the beginning, the things that I always say to my clients is there are things that you can control in your day. And those are the things preferably done in the morning because you're not going to feel like it later on. Yeah. Um, is get up be it walking or if you're into you know a fitness class or whatever just cover that in the morning your breakfast no one's inviting people out particularly early doors for yeah you know after eight and turkey yeah so you can manage those things in your life um if you're out at things like buffets or you know whatever a social situation then yeah load your plate up with veggies first eat the protein yeah. um, and then, in, you know, have some dessert if that's what you feel like. So it's that balance between enjoying, not restricting, but eating for the right reasons. Um, so it depends where some of my clients are up to. As a, as a baseline, I would say 
pick a couple of things that you feel comfortable about um, and plan. When I say plan, I don't mean being rigid, but planning your day, plan your week, know what can come up that's going to throw you. If yeah. you know you've got a party on Saturday night, don't carry it forward into the next day where you know if there's no food, you're going to be ordering yeah. McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. You know, you can manage situations. but So it's, it's slowly getting out of that all or nothing. Uh, and I think once people recognize that actually, oh yeah, I, there's food here. I can actually, you know, be in charge of some of this stuff. Yeah. They get that confidence. Setting up the surroundings around. 100%. And just, just do things with purpose as well, right? Like just, again, be honest with yourself. If you're going out on the Saturday night, because mm-hmm. that's the occasion where you're going to go and get hammered with your mates. Yeah. Like just be fine with that. You're doing it with purpose because that's what you and your friends like to do. That's the situation. Yeah. But if you're going out for an evening meal and it's not really about, I'm just using getting hammered probably because that's what I do. You have a few times, haven't you? <laughs> if you're in that situation where you, the, the purpose is going out for dinner and enjoying it with your family and you know your friends, but you're using that situation to take it on a step further and yes. keep getting more drinks. It's just, um, why are you doing this and exactly. not letting yourself get carried that, away? That is Man, the... I sound like an alcoholic now. <laughs> <laughs> that is the key to this, is knowing yourself. So often we're so on autopilot. So when, when you're having drinks, when you're having food, it's like, well, I can't possibly have a say in any of this because it's there. So therefore yeah. I'm, you know, I, it's not, you know, I've got to eat it, obviously. Is knowing what you are saying to yourself and knowing what you want from all of this is pretty key, you yeah. know, not just kind of thinking about weight loss by next week, but, um, and knowing all those little justifications you know, I'm hungover, so therefore I have to do this. I have got a party, so therefore the knock-on effect is this. And that's a lifetime of habits probably and just being on autopilot around food. Um, but just channeling into what and why you're telling yourself. It's very interesting. I, I actually think that's a good time to end it, actually. I think we've covered a lot there. Yeah, have In we? terms of, yeah, like I said, for those, for those listening, they know what we're about anyway. We're not... It wasn't about giving them any secret tips. I feel mm-hmm. like we've given them some stuff to go away with, though. Yep. To go and practice and preach. I mean, it will be hard for us as well over the Christmas period. Let's Absolutely. not Absolutely. I've, I've got five chocolate oranges in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you actually offered me some chocolate before, right? I did. Yeah, you it declined. It was a trap. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. Georgie, do you okay. want to just um, tell us again where we can find you? Yeah. If anybody's I'm got any questions. At the Inside Works and I am a at the inside works ladies club on facebook you will find me perfect and i'll i'll link them in the in the podcast as well so thank you very much pleasure as always